never took antibiotics. I never got, uh, never took that, but quinine I took. And then as soon as we quinine. got Aralyn, Aralyn was the next medication. I forgot about that. I couldn't remember that. And did you take that? How often? Twice a week. And we had a set day, like yeah. we always Tuesdays took it one that, that day. And uh, when I when I started medical work, I did have a little that little dispensary, and I I did it by the clock too. I'd have certain hours that I'd be in the dispensary, but then they always felt they could come to the house, and I would go and and take care of things too. And and then I left the kids with one with one of the kitchen. Uh, I'll say boys, but one a, a helper, a kitchen helper, and they were. I'd run back and forth to see that everything was going all right, but it wasn't that far, like no, it probably wasn't. from here to that house across the street. Uh huh. At, in the first dispensary, wasn't very far, but uh, you know we had we had a a, a huge population that came. Uh, because there wasn't any medical work in the area at all. The government, usually, the public health department usually would establish eight post orderlies, eight posts with an orderly in charge, but they hadn't gotten to that yet. This was such a new area. Now, is eight post orderly AIDE or AID? I think it's AID. Okay. POS, I always put aid and then a, a dash, a hyphen. Post. Was that right? Eight post Okay, and so how about the mission now? How's that going? Well, um, it's, everything is going on together. Yeah. <laughs> I made, um, I don't know how often, but I think at least a few days of every month I was on trips visiting these outstations. We, we got, um, um, evangelists from coastal stations. Uh, I think some of them were there before you moved. Yeah. Um, so we had started four uh, outstations already. And then as we got more workers, we started more. Four outstations before Amy even got there? Am I hearing this I right? Think, I think that's right. I think so, yeah. Uh, they, they were, they, our, our our helpers were an interesting group. They were aggressive. I mean, well, and I don't mean that in a negative no, way. No, they were no, uh, not aggressive, but um, willing. Willing and energetic. Maybe energetic. would be a better yeah. word. Uh -huh. yeah. That's right. We were we were a mission field for a, co a coastal station. You see, there was there was a coastal station named Boana, and we were their mission field. So they were sending their trained people to our station, yes. Uh -huh. Now how do I spell Boana? B-O-W-A-N-A? B-O-A-N-A. I, I think I think that's about as interesting as anything about starting Okalana because I don't know if they did that other, at many other places. At one station? Well, sort of Ada, Durham people were mostly from so, how many stations have you got going now that, say, you've been there six, eight months a year? Uh, we have, must have had about seven or eight by that time. And by within um, 
By the time we went on our first furlough, there were about 20. Okay, but now we got a couple kids along in here. We got a. <laughs> Shall we talk a little bit about that? We've got lots of time, so I mean, I'm okay if you're okay. Sure. Can sure. we go for about 40 more minutes? Mm -hmm. It's okay. okay. Yeah. I mean, uh, Mary and, and Tom really were were thriving at Omkawai. We we had kind of a. They played outside a, a lot. The evangelist who was stationed right on on the station had two little two little children. They're older than our children, but they came over and played. And then later on, we got a trained teacher, and uh, they soon had children, so there were quite a few children, and the local children came around too, quite a bit. We didn't have a, much of a enclosure. We were uh, a big, not a big, uh, compared with the urban homes here, we had a big yard, a grassy area, and people came and went quite a bit. Now, if there was a big yard that was a grassy area by your house, there was a garden, what else was there around you? Well, the, the, we called it the Helper Village. That was just to the north a little ways. There was, there was a, a garden fence between, but we, there was quite a bit of going back and forth. And, uh, but there weren't a lot of trees around? That's what I'm trying to get a oh, picture of, no, is the forestation here. Not a lot of trees. There were shade trees. Um, Which would be what kind of trees? Not leaves? Not yeah. deciduous trees? Yeah, and then, um, and then the casserine. Uh, it's a kind of... Uh, it's not really a pine tree. It's a semi-hardwood. Pines are soft. This casserine is um, a green leaf. I mean, um, like a needle, but um, not a not like a pine. It's longer and softer. They grew uh, everywhere in the highlands. They were really part of their culture too. These trees, uh, semi-hard, but they fast, quite fast growing, and they were used a lot for building their houses and for their fences. They, the gardens were fenced and then pigs had free range everywhere else. Oh, interesting. Oh, that's good. And they caused a lot of trouble when pigs would break through garden fences. <laughs> now, was there any other meaning to that other than, so the pigs had free range? Were the children in danger of being knocked over by them or anything? No. no. I mean, they had free range out in the village areas. So the children would be in a fenced area in the yard? Well, it, we had sort of a fence. We didn't. Sometimes we had a fence and sometimes we didn't. Uh, and a fence had a little, had a, a negative meaning to the people. Uh, and I didn't, I didn't, we didn't want the people to feel that we were Fencing them, them out. Uh -huh. At first, 
and we didn't have a fence, and then sometimes we had a fence, and and it just varied, varied. Yeah. But mostly, mostly we didn't have a fence. And, and the people kids came and went quite, quite freely. But they, they always stayed outside. They didn't. Um, they didn't come in the house. No. No, they never, never came in the. Uh, they never came in the house. The uh, we invited them. If we invited them, they came in. Yeah. But uh, they. But if they came to see you, for instance, they fell down and hurt themselves, and they said, "Okay, I want Amy to come and help me." They would wait outside. And we'd come to the door. But yeah. they were, didn't knock. They would cough. Oh, really? <laughs> <laughs> that was the greeting, or that was the well, communication, the yeah. signal. Yeah. That's how we so knew. So what was the cough like? <coughs> just just a, an artificial cough, but so that they could attract our attention. And then you'd go to the door, and did you know enough of, now their language is what here? This is a dialect of Kuman. Kuman. It's Kia. Kia dialect. And did and you know enough? to be able to communicate that? Well, usually, and, and then if we didn't, we could get somebody to come and, and get the real story, you know, Kitchen we didn't. helpers. Ah, uh, to interpret, okay. Yeah. Yeah, did you tell her we always had, we always had help in the kitchen? Mm -hmm. The pigeon word for interpreter is turnum talk. Turnum talk, isn't that cute? It's uh, accurate. Turn E M T A L K. T O K. T O K. So T U R N E M. I am. Was it I am. Turn and talk. That makes sense. So we're, should we talk about now? The next child to be born is Fred. Fred. Yes. Should we talk about Fred? Well. You know, we were there two and a half years uh, before he was born, was it? Or um, well, we came in October and uh, 48, and not the next March. But in uh, was it? We went out for the conference in 50. Was that the conference in 50? Must have been. Because March of 50 would be his birthday, huh? Yeah. Two and a half years? Yeah. Mm -hmm. yeah. Uh -huh. the conference at Fightabout. We were excited by that time to have another baby. Yeah. <laughs> because uh, Tommy and Mar Mary and Tommy were growing and thriving. Now how and old is Mary? Mary is 40. She's 50. She's no, but I'm trying oh, to think in terms. She was born in 45. 45. So she was five when we went out. But you know, we went out to Medang and then oh, yeah, I know. stayed yeah. there for. Uh, that's where I my little book didn't serve me too well. I, I, I thought he would be coming a month earlier. The other two, uh, I were born earlier than I expected, and then he was born later. Ah. <laughs> so I guess I wanted to have more time at the coast. I was out there a month before he was born. Okay, so now you realize that you're pregnant with another child. So do you write to Dr. Brown again? Is this how it goes? Yeah, after a while, when I'm sure I'm pregnant, then I would 
But with with Fred, I I made a trip to Karawagi when I was pregnant. I walked to Karawagi that time. Do you remember? To that Beth, uh, that yeah. uh, church dedication. That was in, I wasn't very pregnant, but that was in August, and he was born in in March, so I wasn't very pregnant. But it was just good exercise, I guess. <laughs> that was a two-day walk. Yeah, that was a two-day walk. Yeah. Okay, so you realize you're going to have another child. You write to Dr. Brown, and Dr. Brown says, okay, I'll be ready for you approximately when, and you tell him yeah, February. Huh? Yeah, I told him February. So, And then this worked out really well. They decided to have a family conference once. The women usually had to stay home, but this time the women and children were all to come. And we went to a very new station at the coast, a school station where they had a few, several, I should say, uh, teachers' residences built already. And classrooms. And classrooms. And uh, it was a big, a big event. How many people? By that time, the mission had grown. There had been new... Well over a hundred. Yeah. So over a hundred. Now, that's the whole family you're yeah, talking about. Mom, Mom, Dad, and kids. Yeah. And lots of... It's probably close to 200 with all the kids. Well, I... Well, yes, but well over a hundred, I think we should say. And where is this? It's... Near Medane. Bidabug is the name of it. How do I spell Bidabug? B-A-I-T-A-B-A-G. By the bag. It was more the European pronunciation. So, what happened at the conference? That was a, that was, was that in February? No? That was in February, and it uh, it was a. It we lived in. Or we stayed in Shearer's house. Yeah, we were guests of Shearer's. The same Shearer. Uh huh. The same Shearer family. It was not roughing it very much because it. We had running water, and, and so we could. <laughs> it's amazing what you're grateful for, isn't it? <laughs> and then we, it was sort of a school setting, so we ate in, in a big dining room all together. And I would say it was a real fun time. Didn't you, don't, wouldn't you say that? Yeah, and that's when uh, Lux and Darlene yeah, then we saw Roland's sister for the first time after she had come to New Guinea. Now, what's her husband's name? Max Deemer, D-I-E-M-E-I. -E -E and they came as missionary also? Yeah. They had come a few months before. Well, Beth was, uh, was uh, born in October, so she was from October to February. November, December, January, February, she was at least four months. No, she was a year and four months old. Sure. Yeah. She was born finished too, wasn't she? Yeah. Well, your gum wasn't open yet. She wasn't born before they came. No, she was born in the beginning. So and where were they stationed? Right, Pinka. How do I spell that? 
You have it down there. Our, one of the first stations okay, on the highlights. Okay, that's right, one of the four. Okay. That's the one that's at the beginning. <clears throat> so they probably had been there over a year? My goodness, your family was a traveling one. They came the year They came before. But we Brad hadn't seen born. him. We hadn't, we hadn't seen him, but we hadn't seen oh, her. Oh, yeah, that's right. Uh, and so we were... This was a great, uh, great event, you know. It was a family reunion. So not her or the baby. Yeah, we, and then she had another child that was older. So there were two little, a nephew and a niece. And What and were their names? Joel was the boy and, and Beth was the girl. Oh, family reunion at the same time. Yeah, that, it was really nice. And so when we got together there, then this is what happened. She said, when you go to the, to have, when you, when I go, when we go home from conference, let me take Mary with me. And uh, you know, we were related. We were sure that everything would be all right because <laughs> these poor kids didn't know each other, yeah. but, but we knew each other. Sure, a person can expect too much of children, really. Yeah. So and what happened? Well, nothing really serious. But she was, she she was lonesome. I think really, she doesn't. She, one thing she did, she started biting her fingernails, oh. and then um, I think otherwise she she. So how long did so she was going to stay during the time that the baby was born? Before, that was the idea. Yeah, and so it, uh, it was about a month that she had to stay there alone with her her aunt, and uh, and she'd always been right by your side. Yeah, she had never been away from yeah. her. So it was hard for her, but then I think when when I had Tom with me, he was Tom stayed with me, and uh, then when as soon as the baby was born and Roland saw that we were all right, he went back to Onkali, and then I went by plane to Rypinka. <laughs> uh huh. I picked Mary up. No, I stayed there for a while. Oh, I you stayed. And visited them for a while. I, I don't know. I was there alone for about a week, and then you came, and we were there a few days, and then we both flew back to Aga then, and then we had to walk home again for a, a day. Well, because there's no airstrip. No airstrip. No. Oh, see, that isn't even connecting for me. Now you can get the picture. Yeah. So you were really remote in Old Kalai. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Um, that was, uh, I think, the first station that was started without an airstrip. All these others, they had built airstrips, and grass airstrips right away, that men oh. walked in first. These uh, missionaries are found in the state. They walked in, but it's right away they built an airstrip. But Omkalai that was so steep there, there wasn't any level ground at all. And they said the plane could never land there. So that's why we were without an airstrip for eight years. But now we've kind of skipped over the birth of Fred. We better not do that. Oh, well, Fred, Let's, yes, well, we can okay. tell about that. Um, we told you about this waiting period, and, and a person, I, I mean, every expectant mother, I. I have seen that they all get impatient yeah. and think, well, 
I'm sure that everything was miscalculated. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but I, I. But what's wrong? Anyway, I, we stayed with the, with a very nice couple. You're with the, the Shares now. No, we stayed with the Ma's family. M A U A M A A M A A H S Ma's. We were at Bitebug. The conference lasted um, a week and a half, I guess, a little over a week. And when that was finished, then we went into Madang Town. That's where there was a a bigger mission. It was a real town. There was a business district there, and it was the uh, the district office of the government was there. Madang was a one of these eighteen or so districts of the territory, and there was a government hospital. And Simbu is the... No, this is Madang. Madang province. Yeah, this is the Madang. coast. This and is this the coast now? Okay. You should get a map. You remember, I, Tom mm -hmm. was born at Finchop, and well then up the coast is Madang. Oh, okay. But I have to tell you that there was no, there was no, the Mission Hospital, we talked about Dr. Brown starting this, but he had started and, and it was being built but they weren't taking any patients yet. So when the women had babies, they would stay in the in the in Madang at the guest house, and he would come down and deliver the babies. But and uh, it was a government hospital. No, nothing not, had nothing to do with the government hospital. So where was the baby delivered? In the in the guest house in the bedroom. <laughs> Okay, uh, and uh, Dr. Brown knew I was there. I mean, he—I was his patient. He was attending to me or advising me. But then he had—he said, uh, "I don't think your baby will be born yet." He said, "I have to go to Lay for a, 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 a committee meeting." But but uh, there was a a nurse. Uh, she was an Australian woman, and she was staying in the guest house with another woman who had just had a baby. She was her kind of private nurse. Uh -huh. And he said, Rita, will, if you need anyone, call Rita. And uh, so when the time came, uh, I called Rita, and she delivered the baby. <laughs> Thank goodness for Rita. <gasps> right there in the guest house. Yeah, in the bedroom. Were you frightened by that, Amy, with your knowledge of things that could go wrong? Well, I was a little bit with this one because I, uh, I, I mean, it, for in the first place, you know, when you, you're used to being in the in the mountainous climate and you come to the hot tropical climate of the coast, you're just perspiring and you're hot and and I mean, you, if you want to complain a little, that that person could feel like. Complaining a little, and but and then uh, I couldn't. There was there wasn't a hospital. I I don't know if, if I could have gone to the government hospital. I didn't want to go because I was a patient of Dr. Brown. And the and government hospital was really more for the nationals. And and there Rita, was, I see. I got picture. And Rita was an Australian nurse who was trained a trained midwife. So I I didn't. Really doubt her ability. Got it. And when you're but it was just kind of coincidental that she was there. It 
It was, yes, because they really belonged at an island off from the day. <laughs> God was watching out for you, so help me. This is really amazing. I, I wouldn't know. He was born just, just uh, after dinner in the evening. And uh, uh, this, this is a kind of a, a happy thought. Rita had become a friend of, of uh, one of our young missionary workers. I'm American. An American. She's Australian and he's American. And that night after Fred was born, they went out together and they became engaged. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> and after he was born, she should I tell about that? <laughs> she, there were, they had a, a little bench. So often when the, the kitchen boys, we say, when they were cooking, they'd sit on this bench and turn the bananas they were frying or the sweet potatoes or whatever. And that bench had gotten full of ants. But it, she didn't know it. She, went, she got this bench and she put, I had my own baby basket along. I put the basket on the bench and the baby in the basket. And after he was born, she didn't, she just wiped him off. She didn't wash him. Yeah. And uh, in the night sometime, he was squirming and squirming, and I could hear it. And, and I thought, well, I better get up and look at him. And I had given her my flashlight, so I didn't have a flashlight. So then she... She had come back. She had come back. She got up and took this flashlight and trying to... She, had, she didn't know how to shut it off, so she had unscrewed the front of the top of it. Then she couldn't get it back on. Finally, she got it on, and she looked at him, and his little head was covered with ants. <laughs> oh. And she had a broad Cockney uh, accent. She said, oh, you poor little baby. You poor little ant-eaten baby. But Rita served in, in, in medical work. She had a big family of her own, and she always took care of sick people, and she's still living in, in Cairns now. Uh -huh. Her husband died of cancer. So now you have Fred. Fred. Fred, yeah. And Roland, you weren't there for the birth then. Yeah, I was there. You were there for the birth. Oh, yeah, he was there. But you didn't stay very many days after that. And uh, the, the, the manageress of the guest house was also a, a registered nurse, and she's, she's a sister of the Deemer we're talking about. So there's, and she, she the first day she said, today I'll, I'll, I'll bathe your baby for you. But then she said, you're on your own. And so the first day she bathed the baby, and, and, and then after that I, was, I took care of her. Boy, just like today's HMOs, you were just the forerunner. That's right. I, it was really like that. I can you imagine me adjusting to this when I was trained in the old style of nursing? <laughs> that that was about as much of an adjustment as anything. Yeah, I'm sure. Because in your head, there was a certain way that this should go. Oh yeah. And, uh, <laughs> Interesting. So now you've got little Fred and Tommy and Mary is with her aunt and uncle. Yeah. And how, tell me about holding that baby here. Besides his little aunt, uh, his aunt-eaten baby. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. 
Oh, he was he was a little different than Tom. Tom was a, a tiny little baby, and uh -huh. Ben, do you remember he was his shoulders were kind of broad, and and uh, he looked a lot like Roland's brother, Burton. Oh, did he really? <laughs> and he was heavier, eight pounds. Yeah, he was over eight pounds. And he, he did real well. Uh, uh, he grew and, and uh, he didn't walk really that early, but about in a year. And he, he got along real well. And Mary and Tom, they, they really, they, I don't, they don't remember anything about New Guinea, it seems, but, but they took to everything. Uh, what does that mean? Took playing, to playing with the with the New Guinea children. They had uh, the kids would come over and they'd play their games and they'd play our kids' games and they'd play with their tricycles. Did they speak the language with the children, or did the children communicate without language? Uh, more or less, I think. Uh, I don't. Yeah, they got. They understood a little of the Kote, but they didn't speak it. Some missionary kids spoke it. I never let the, the kids uh, like run to the other kids. They're, they're over to the village. I always kept them so that I, within eyesight, because I, I felt that was my responsibility to know where they, where they were. So now we've got Fred, and it's 1950, correct? Right. Okay. He was a month old when we got back to Hong Kong? About a month old, yeah. He had a good start. And you had to walk back? Oh, yeah. Flew from Rapinka to Ega, and that's when we started the walk. I think we did that in one day. I don't think we took two days, because with Mark we took two days, though. So do you think we took two days with Ben? I can't remember. So should we, is the next one Mark? Mark is next. Yeah. Mark's the one I met, right? Yes, uh-huh. Okay. Yeah. He came a little faster. <laughs> okay, tell me about Mark. He was only Mark. 18 months apart, he and Fred. So, uh, well, that was different when I, uh, when Mark was, we were, we had planned the day we were going out, so we knew when we were leaving, we had to do certain jobs to, to leave, to leave. leave the uh -huh. station. Uh -huh. But then Tom got such a, a stomach ache. And by this time at Ega, they had more medical people. Things are an, developing, you know. An MD. Yeah. And so uh, I was a little worried about him. He, he had a real tummy ache. So I. Now, where were you going to go for your delivery? Oh, I was going to Medang. Yeah. This is now that second um, hospital that Dr. Brown had wanted to start? No, this That's is... The hospital is there. Okay, the hospital is there. But I'm not... It's not opened yet. The reason the hospital... The, the hospital is opened in a way, but there you... The people had to cross a river between Medang and the hospital. 
they had to cross a river and they didn't have a bridge across the river yet. So they really weren't encouraging me to come to that hospital. So where were you going to deliver the baby? Well, I was hoping it wouldn't come until <laughs> the river was, well, the, the bridge was the built. The bridge was open. <laughs> Bridges open, send women. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, uh, we had to go out because, but the, I said, I, I, Roland started the day before with Tommy, Tom then. He took him to Aga so he could at least have a doctor look at him. We might not have gone if we hadn't been going anyway. We might have stuck it out a couple of days. But anyway, he went, and so I was going to go alone with Mary and Fred, and and the my <laughs> our friends, all these people, you know, and some people accompanying you. That oh, were yeah, a lot of yes. We had plenty of help. Whenever we made a trip, there were a lot of people. Okay. But that's when I had a ride in that cart oh, part okay. of the way. And then I walked the rest of the way. And, uh, so it I became kind of an adventure when these children were coming. I mean, every your whole routine was disrupted. Uh, uh -huh. But I, I, will, I will say that I, I, was, I was really apprehensive as last last weeks because Roland always had to see go to some station before we left to see if everything was all right some distant and I was alone and, and uh, I thought what am I going to do if I go into labor but by this time we had a, a, a New Guinea man and his wife they weren't well trained but they could, I thought, if I needed help, they could help. Yeah, who was that? That was S-U-E and his wife, K-E-R-I-M-U. Kerimo, oh, I-M-O, Kerimo. Yeah. So I, 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 I wasn't just, just absolutely that brave. I, I had some, I mean, by the time you have a fourth child, it might go fast. And that walk must have done it because I wasn't at the hospital at the coast one week before he was born. But now wait a minute. You went ahead to Ega with Tom. What happened with Tom? Uh, well, well, this doctor came and looked at him, and, and um, then he took a. He must have decided it wasn't appendicitis. He said stool sample. I don't know if he didn't, did he think he had some parasites? Well, he didn't know, he thought he, he could have had, and that's something that they could have was that Ascaris, you know, and, and mm -hmm. they would, it, he would, it would cause a, but I never gave him a treatment and I never found any Ascaris, but it, kids, you know, have yeah. stomach it's just aches. Common, yeah. And uh, I suppose in my condition I was worried about it too. Well, then, uh, then Roland came, left Tom at Aga. He knew the Bergmans, and he wasn't that little. Uh, Roland came back partway to meet me, and then uh, I got to Aga, and we, I think almost the next day, we, we went in the Norseman that time. We, we 
got a... Uh, so Aga had an airstrip. Yeah. Aga had an airstrip. That was our center. And then you flew to Medang. To Medang. Now, the hospital isn't ready yet. So when I went into labor, I didn't go to the mission hospital. Now I went to the government hospital. Oh, you did? Yeah, this time I did. I did. And there wasn't a doctor there. He was a, in a, uh, he was a trained, uh, they called them lick, lick doctors. They had some training. Lick, lick means small. And your uh, Australian nurses. Yeah, there were Australian Like nurses. a barefoot. Yeah. But he, 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 uh, and now Mark's head was turned wrong, so it was a hard, hard labor and hard delivery. And he realized he couldn't handle it. He called the do the mission doctor up at the at Yagalm, and he came down and delivered the baby in the government hospital. Government doctor at where? Yudong? Yagalm? No, uh, no. Uh, the government. No, the mission doctor at Yagalm. You see, that's how do I spell yoga? Y a g a u m. That's the one that you had to across the bridge to get there. That's the mission hospital. So see. how did he get across? Oh, well, he you could come in a boat. But oh! Or, um, I think the bearers were in. He, could, he probably walked across on yeah. the bearers. But they couldn't take patients across. You couldn't across drive it. across it. Yeah. I think he probably, well, they had vehicles across. A vehicle took him to it, and there, another one met him on, on the, the other side. side. Yeah. That's how he got and this wasn't Dr. Brown. No, this what was no, his name? Dr. Brown was on furlough, so this doctor was uh, Hoopman. H-O-O-P-M-A-N, Hoopman. Okay. And he, he delivered the baby then. And he, uh, he was, he was, uh, he, he was a hard delivery. He used forceps and hurt his, I didn't even see him for, I think, 24 hours. They put him in a in a meat safe cot, which they, the Australians call a, a screen enclosed crib, and uh, and then they didn't handle him so much because they thought he might have had some injury, but. <clears throat> How worried were you? You knew all this was going on. Yeah. Well, we had we had confidence in these medical people. That I had anesthesia with him. I don't know anything about his delivery. So did you know that that lick lick doctor was saying, I can't handle this, I gotta go get the Mission doctor, were you aware of that? Oh, you must have. Uh, yeah, I, must have I can yeah. just imagine that must have been frightening for anybody around to know that the crisis was going on. Yeah, it was. Uh, it was a hard delivery. Uh, I can't say that I know it was a hard delivery, but because I was anesthetized. But the results. Yeah. Uh -huh. And uh, then he he got along real well. He was he later not too much later I was able to nurse him and and uh, he was the, uh, he was seven pounds Fred was was eight and then he was seven and a half pounds Mark was now you mentioned about what 
Tom looked like and what Fred looked like. What did Mark look like? Mark was, was different again. He was kind of a... Actually, the other kids were, were like brands. But he was more like my family. Ah, why was that? Why? How did he? Why was he like uh, your family? Well, he just looked good. It was real blonde, real light hair, and uh, his, uh, his the shape of his face was, uh, and the shape of his head was more like my family. And he he looked that way when he was born. And then. Uh, about the third or fourth day, then isn't that when they went up to Yagam? The bridge was. They oh yeah they they dedicated the bridge you know they, now we're talking about this this bridge across the the river. The Goom River, G U M. And they, I gotta go too because I gotta <laughs> get to that. Okay, go yeah. ahead. They dedicated the bridge, and so then Dr. Brown said, "We'll send the car down, and you can come up and spend a few days at the hospital, at the mission hospital." So that's what we did. Then. Oh, you did? Yeah. No, not Dr. Brown wasn't there. No, Dr. Hoopman. Well, they, okay. uh, yeah, Heist wasn't there either. Mm. Well, anyway, uh, they let us come up there. And they, when we went to the coast, we always took care of everything. So we got, the kids got all their shots and they got their vaccinations and... <laughs> did our shopping. Did our shopping and that was what we aimed to do. Dental work. And then we come to the first furlough, right? Well, yeah, we brought Mark home, and he never was away from home until he was 15 months old. He, and I never went away from home either until he was... And he was 15 months old, you went on the first furlough? That's when we went on our first furlough, yes. And you were pregnant with another child at that point? Yes. Uh -huh. Okay, so why don't we pick up there? Mm-hmm, mm -hmm. yeah. Okay.